Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. fans are you ready to brave the wild with me your host paladino joey brave the wild is available on the sportstuff.com and on itunes i thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show it's a pleasure to be back on the air to talk hockey with you once again it's hockey season it's going to be hockey season once again in just a couple days and uh, i'm going to commit a, a brief cardinal sin as it's october 4th or 5th whichever day it is right now it's like kind of in, in between the two right if you know what i mean <laughs> but uh yeah we're on the eve of a new season so we're going to talk about the uh, training camp that was a bit like not really like hardcore training camp analysis but more or less how the wild are looking so far coming into the season and then we're going to talk about the roster and such who's who's here and who's got sent down and who's who's who looked okay and who didn't, that type of thing, at least among the notables and such, and all kinds of scenarios. Uh, Also, this will be a two-segment show, so in the second segment, I'll do an NHL preview where I'll predict uh, how things are going to go, all the way up to the conference finals. We're going to have the, uh, you know, the traditional deal where it's the the surprise team in the East and West, and the flop team in the East and West, and then, of course, the conference finals, and Stanley Cup finals. So, Here we go. Let's do the best we can to get things started here. As the Minnesota Wild have to get their roster in place. And they made a surprise move at the last minute here to bring in a fourth liner named Chris Porter, claiming him off waivers from the St. Louis Blues. Really cool to have him a part of things. He was a teammate with Zach Parisi. And he will be uh, one of those, uh, (laughs) basically, the forces for the Minnesota Wild for... uh, the physical fourth line and such. Maybe you'll see some time on the third line. You know, he's one of those guys. He's been a basically, <laughs> that's what he is, a physical kind of a grinder type of guy. Not a ton of penalty minutes or anything. Just a defensive, physical guy. Gosh, not many penalty minutes at all. Not a lot of, well, he's never really had a ton of action in the NHL consistently. Only 24 games last year, 22 games the year before, 29 before that, 47, 45. But a name, a name we've heard of. <laughs> 27 career points in 173 uh, career games, 11 goals, 16 assists. Originally was taken in the ninth round, back when there were nine rounds, by the Chicago Blackhawks in 2003. So a 
Well, not a not a name majorly. Well, he was formerly with the St. Louis Blues, as I was calling him that. That's what he was. That's what we remembered him as, basically, <laughs> for most of his career. He was officially claimed from Philadelphia, so from Philadelphia's training camp roster, trying to get on a familiar name, a 31-year-old guy, as of May 29th, from Toronto, Ontario, a teammate in uh, uh, in juniors and also in college with the North Dakota Fighting Sioux, or whatever they call him now, with Zach Parisi years ago. They're about basically the same age, so welcome on board, Chris Porter. Not a big move, just a move, a name, basically, like a Ryan Carter, guys like that. So we're down to 25 players officially, and according to Michael Russo of the Star Tribune, the lines are right now as it follows, as, uh, well, that can't be the top line. The second line will be Miko Koiv. I don't know why it's listed this way, but the top line, excuse me, the second line will be Miko Koivu, Jason Zucker, Nino Niederreiter, top line, a very familiar one now, Mikhail Granlin, Zach Parise, Jason Pominville. The third line, as of this moment, the third line, Tyler... Grayovac, the third line with Tyler Grayovac. Interesting. Thomas Vanek also on the third line, and Charlie Coyle. That's pretty talented right there. Physical, too, when you think about Charlie Coyle and Tyler Grayovac, large guys. Tyler Grayovac is going to make the team. I've said his name about 16 times now. Uh, they have Charlie Coyle back at the wing. So it's getting interesting, and that's what they've been talking about of late as well. Of course, the right wing in Charlie Coyle's case. Um, all kinds of debates on where he should be. I like him as a center, but uh, I guess his scoring, I mean, ultimately, I think his scoring will go up as a forward, as a right winger, and that's, I believe, what they hope as well. Tyler Grayavac, more of a full-blown center. Ryan Carter would center the fourth line with XXXXXXX, so we're not sure yet. Chris Porter and somebody, but there's three guys that are injured, and one of those guys is going to take over one of those positions there, obviously. Uh, probably Eric Halla would be the fourth-line center right now. It's between Eric Halla and Tyra Greerback going for the uh, fourth-line center position uh, or third-line center, uh, how you go there. And, of course, Justin Fontaine and Jordan Schrader. Uh, Justin Fontaine, when healthy, would most likely be on the team. And maybe you'd scratch a Chris Porter or a Ryan Carter in that situation, and same with Jordan Schrader. So as of right now, 25 players on the roster, though they may have to trim her down to 23 so it's all kind of a possibility type of thing, along with the defensemen. You wish you could do that with the goalies. I'll say the goalies first, Devin Dubnik, number one. Darcy Kemper, officially, I guess he's number two. but And Nicholas Backstrom, which might be a, uh, 2A. Nicholas Backstrom's on the roster. We have three goalies, and that's a pain in the butt. It's unfortunate because it, it could cost one of the defensemen, or forwards, of course, one of the skaters a position. Oh, thanks a lot, Nicholas, Nicholas Backstrom, for conveniently being injured when you could have been bought out. It sucks. He's looked okay in the action he's played in the preseason. and But ultimately, do I really give a rat's ass about Nicholas Backstrom right now? No. He's 37 years old. Was he a factor for the Wild for many years? Yes. Was he really that clutch in big games ever, though? No. Was he ever good in a shootout? No. But, again... One of the historical members of the Minnesota Wild, been with the team for quite a long, quite a long time, almost ten years, since about oh six, oh five, oh five, oh six ish, oh six. Pardon me. Solid came in as a backup, undrafted, not bad at all. I mean, wound up being somebody. It's like you never know what sometimes. Wound up being a, a pretty good player, but limited in other aspects. 
Kemper and Dubnik, both large guys who are pretty damn good in the shootout, especially at least when they're on, per se, in uh, Kemper's case. Dubnik, clearly the, the starter. But um, Kemper, he's certainly not perfect, and it's going to get weird with Kemper and Backstrom both being on the roster. I don't like that. Defenseman pairings. Defensive pairings. Ryan Suter, Jared Spurgeon will be the top defenseman. Jonas Brodeen, which I don't mind seeing Brodeen and Suter together. That's pretty awesome. But that's kind of official. Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodeen together. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting combination there. Uh, and very acceptable when you consider it because Jonas Brodeen's more of a stay-at-home guy, though he does have offensive capabilities. He scores on occasion and he does get his assists. He's a 20 to 25 point guy. Um, maybe he'll be able to etch up into the 30s. Possibly. We'll see how much time he gets. And Matt Dumba <laughs> could go on to be one of the... like he, He's going to be a big name, man. I mean, he is going to be a name in this league. Scoring multiple goals in the preseason. And yes, the Wild had some huge games, including one against the Winnipeg Jets, where they scored. They just went crazy. Matt Dumba had two goals. Just looks freaking awesome, at least on the offensive side, you know, of the blue line, per se. <laughs> you know, past the blue line. Um, he is uh, he is really becoming a, a force offensively. I'm really excited about Matt Dumba, and I'm sure a lot of people are as well. Ryan Suter, you know, it's time to give Matt Dumba some more power play time. It's time to give Macau hmm, Granlin more power play time, guys like that. And and yeah, he saw it already, obviously, but Koivu, guys like Koivu Suter should be limited more in those situations. Guys like Zucker, Niederreiter should get more time in the power play. Maybe even Charlie Coyle as well, who could be good. <laughs> I, I've always liked Jordan Schrader's speed as well. I mean, there's all kinds of nice skaters on this team. Uh, the four, uh, excuse me, the third group, the third pairing is Marco Scandella, Christian Folin. You get size and skill with those guys. Really like both of them quite a bit. Christian Folin, will he make the uh, the next step this season? Will he become a full-time player? Or will he, will he be kind of like an in-and-out scratch, maybe even move down into Iowa at times? Or is he a full-time guy as of right now? It looks like he's going to get a lot of... Uh, a lot of ice time out there. Marco Scandella, clearly a full-time guy out there. And uh, boy, he was he was arguably the best defenseman on the roster most of last season before he got injured. Man, oh man, really, really love Marco Scandella. That's the one thing about hockey. People get hurt. I mean, obviously, getting, getting a puck on the skate, stuff like that, puck in the face. I mean, how, how many times have you seen that? Or stick this and that? You know, with the Zach Parisi's of the world, of course, Zach Parisi bound. I mean, got hurt so many times last year, but just still a fantastic season. Brodeen's, you know, all kinds of all kinds of injuries, Spurgeon, guys like that. So uh, you hope that can continue. The fourth pairing, which of course means, well, you know, the press box type of situation, and possibly going down to Iowa. Uh, Mike Riley and Nate Prosser. Possibly Mike Riley will go down to Iowa, maybe develop him a little bit, and he'll come right back up. I mean, what did Matt Dumba do last year? He he started on the NHL roster, particularly the year before, kind of struggled a bit, was okay, but struggled a bit, went back to juniors, went ape bleep, came to uh, the the, roster, the NHL roster, was a little better, went down to Iowa, went ape bleep, came back up, and became a full-time guy, and that's Matt Dumba now. Mike Riley, hopefully he'll do the same. Won't be as good as Matt Dumba, but I think he's going to be a nice player in this league. Maybe he could be a Scandella-type Possibly. That's kind of what I'm thinking when I watch from, uh, Mike Riley. Possibly another Scandella. We'll see. And uh, that would not be bad at all, in my humble opinion. Nate Prosser, fringe NHL, AHL guy. 
That's what I'd like to see Nicholas Backstrom as, as well, but I don't think you're going to be paying a goalie $3 million a year to be the starting goalie or the backup goalie for the Iowa Wild. Ultimately, the injuries to uh, Justin Fontaine, Jordan Schrader, and Eric Halla. Well, Eric Halla has a groin injury as of, uh, as of last Wednesday in practice. That's, well, well, we'll see where things go. Those are kind of one of those, like, play-it-by-ear type of things. Justin Fontaine will be out for a while with an oblique injury, and he starts the season off on the injured reserve. And Jordan Schrader, it's much more vague, just an upper body injury as of September the 30th. So, don't know. Uh, we'll just see what happens there with that one. Uh, it was a Charlie horse uh, sustained by uh, Justin Fontaine on September 25th in the preseason game there. So, that's ultimately the situation with those guys. So, speaking of the Iowa Wild, well, that's where... Some of the guys are going to wind up, or so the Wild hope, in Brett Ballmer, who was waived, ultimately, along with uh, Tyson Strachan, who was also waived, hopefully will ultimately be wind up with the uh, Iowa Wild, and yes, he has, he was he cleared waivers, uh, just a fifth round pick many years ago by the Carolina Hurricanes, not really a familiar name to most people out there, 20 points in 184 games throughout his career, so another one of those fringe minor leaguer type of guys. Uh, I already mentioned Chris Porter. Uh, Zach Delp has been kind of back and forth, called up from Iowa for obviously to help replace injury situations. He was sent back to the minors. Brad Balmer, as I mentioned, was looking to have a, a better camp than he'd had in a while. He was kind of making a name for himself again. Of course, everybody knows him as a fairly important uh, prospect, uh, a positive draft pick for the Wilder over the course of time, who a lot of people thought was further along than most of these other guys. And... Uh, Unfortunately, well, he, he struggled the past two years. Looked like he might made a step forward this year, but still not enough to make the team. Uh, then there's a lot of names here that have been <laughs> released, sent down, and all that. Uh, I'll kind of go through a couple names. Sam Warning of the Govers just recently, <laughs> you know, for a few years there, ultimately was invited to training camp. He was hurt, though, even before that, and he's been released, unfortunately. So that's a familiar name trying to bounce through some of these. Raphael Busteris, that's a familiar name, obviously a prospect for quite a while. Sent back to the Miners way back at September 24th. Tanner Eberly, also a prospect sent down to there. Brody Hoffman, uh, Stephen McCulloch, Sam Morning was released. Yep, as I mentioned, Brett Sutter, who played a few games with the Wild last year. A guy I thought could have been on the roster for a lot longer than he was. He was sent down right away. Seems like that. It just seems like Mike Yo doesn't like him for some reason. Jared Knight, who was acquired from uh, uh, Boston, from the Boston system, ultimately. He was a second, a high second-round pick from them for the Wilds' low first-round pick, Zach Phillips. Two guys who've basically been busts at their positions, unfortunately. Uh, he was also sent down on September 27th. Zach Dahl, I mentioned earlier. Gustav Olesen, a familiar name, sent down on the 27th. Zach Mitchell, guys like that. Mikhail, uh, Michael Karanen has a Fairly familiar name out there. Curtis Gabriel, who has emerged. A lot of people like him a lot. Mark Hegel, along others as well, sent to the Miners with the Iowa Wild. So they're forming their roster down there. They don't even show their roster on the website yet, but most of these guys are part of that group, including Brett Ballmer, who we hope will step up because there's always going to be injuries of some kind. Some There's always some stupid thing that happens. Maybe Brett Ballmer will finally find his way back to the NHL roster during the course of the season. Hopefully nobody gets a serious injury, though, in that process <laughs> of him coming up. Hopefully he just earns his way up at some point. Luckily for him, he's only 22 years old still. So 
still a chance, still time for guys like Brett Palmer and uh, Raphael Busteris, guys like that who have struggled down at the AHL level. Also, Jared Knight, same exact situation there. Would really like to see him surprise and maybe wind up being something for Zach Phillips, who went over to the Boston system and played extremely well in their minor league system after he finally came out of uh, Minnesota Wild system. So we'll see what happens with that ultimately. So that's pretty much the roster moves. We're at 25. Ultimately, we need to be down to 23. So certain guys will either be moved to the IR or sent down. Perhaps you see Mike Riley sent down or something. I mean, Mike Riley most likely. Uh, there's a good chance they'll send him down to Iowa to at least develop. Though Chuck Fletcher's always all about having guys play. So somebody might wind up in the IR. Hopefully that might be. Well, I mean, hopefully it won't be <laughs> Eric Halla. If he winds up there, then there it is. Then they don't have to worry about it. And there you go. There's your there's your 23 because you got two guys on the IR in uh, Fontaine and, and Halla at this stage. So it's pretty much a wait and see type of situation. And again, it sucked having three goalies on the roster, but it is what it is. And it seems like the Wild have had that situation for quite a few years due to due to injuries and such. So there it is. That's pretty much the the situation with the with the prospects and guys making the team and such. As for the regular NHLers, as of right now, Mikhail Granlin looks better so far, but it's the preseason and you can only say so much. Luckily, major names aren't injured. Fontaine being out is not a good thing, but luckily it's not somebody higher up like a Zach Parisi or, or a Nino Niederreiter or such. All those guys look good right now and they had an awesome preseason I think the guy so far who's taken the biggest step up, without a doubt, is Matt Dumba. And it's going to be exciting to see him continue to develop. We'll see if he has a 30 or 40 point season, provided he stays healthy. <laughs> That's pretty much one of the, uh, obviously one of the major keys when you come into the NHL season with anybody. And uh, Matt Dumba, though, really, really nice progress there. And you don't really see any regression with other guys. And Ryan Suter saying how he's determined to be what he's supposed to be, one of the best defensemen in all of hockey. A lot of uh, fans out there don't really don't really believe it right now. They don't feel he's one of the best defensemen in hockey, but more of a really nice power play type of guy who can score some uh, or who can rack up the assists over the course of time in scoring situations. But uh, right as of right now, that's pretty much where the Wild stand. Nothing really different. <laughs> Nothing really different right now, other than. Matt Dumba uh, stepping up in a big way. So we'll wrap up things right there. We'll probably bump into some more conversation. But as of right now, this is more of a season preview and such. So we're going to come back with the season predictions after this break. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round like 
and we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two. This will be a 2015-2016 NHL season preview, per se. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to talk like for hours about each team, so as you can probably tell, <laughs> it's brief, but it's, you know, just try to give you an idea of how I feel the way the season's going to go for throughout the league and such. Uh, per se, who's going to be successful, flop, all that. You get the idea. But also, a train of thought that I kind of left with at the end of uh, the previous segment, when I said really nothing has changed, well, it's not completely true. I kind of felt bad about it during the break there <laughs> and, said, and, and thought, well, there is Tyler Rayovac on the roster. And that is significant. Um, it's nice to have him on the roster. And I know it's just one guy and he was already in the system and all that. All good and all completely true. But it's just... It's significant to see him taking a step up and making it to the NHL. Is most likely that's where he's going to be. And yes, the injuries, who knows, may end up uh, pushing him back down to Iowa at some point. Like the injury, you know, the guy's recovering from injury, per se. Um, but, I don't know, Tyler Gary Grayovac looked pretty good in the preseason. So let's hop to it. Let's hop to it. And <laughs> when you look at the preseason records for the teams in our uh, Central Division in the Western Conference... You kind of hope that things go exactly the way they wound up. Well, partially, anyway. With Minnesota at the top. And the best uh, goal differential and all that. After a couple of kick-ass games against teams like the teams like Winnipeg. That was pretty awesome. So And, and Buffalo and such. Um, first place. Edmonton finished in first in the Pacific. Yeah, right. But uh, no, what, what I would like to see is Dallas and Colorado at the bottom. Along with Nashville. That would be nice. Then again, we'd probably like to see Chicago down there, too. Um, probably not heading quite the way a lot of these turned out, though. Some of them, maybe, like Toronto. <laughs> uh, so, ultimately, do the Wild make the playoffs coming up in the regular season? Yes, absolutely. I do think the Minnesota Wild will achieve a 100-point season again, like they did last year. They wound up with exactly 100 last season. It was a nice, uh, it was a, I mean, it was, it was a nice season, or a nice finish to a season, anyway, that could have been better, could have been worse, all that type of thing. Could have been much worse after the way things turned out. In um, uh, It could have been much worse the way things were going in like December, January and such. But luckily, things turned around very, very nicely. And uh, it was a very exciting time for us indeed here in Minnesota when Devin Dubnik took over. And about two, about two weeks later or so, things, things really started to change. And it never really turned back until... Until the Chicago series, doggone it. Because it did carry through that St. Louis series. And I do think the Minnesota Wild could beat the St. Louis Blues in the playoffs again. And I'll get to back to my other point later. <laughs> you can probably guess what the next step for the Minnesota Wild is. There is only one other step after the St. Louis Blues. And I'm not getting to it yet. Because let's go to the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Eastern Conference is... An unpredictable mess, and for the most part, I do think the New York Rangers are a legitimate team. I think they'll be back in the mix to win the Eastern Conference. Will they win it? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure yet. Actually, uh, ultimately, is Montreal ready to push through? That's another big question. And who's really going to be a flop type of team in the Eastern Conference? See, it's it's kind of hard to pick a flopper here because teams like Philadelphia, New Jersey. Yeah, his, like, you know, over the years, they'd been teams that were making the postseason and such. But of late, not really. No, not really. Uh, a team, yeah, there we go. I, I, I'm looking at them now. Um, there's a team in the Eastern Conference that's had high expectations for a long time, and they won the Stanley Cup. 
about six years ago now, <laughs> hint, hint, in the Eastern Conference. And uh, that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I can see them dropping off. Yeah, they didn't have a good preseason, but it doesn't really matter. I think it's the regular season situation. Do you, do you remember how New York pretty much whooped their butts in the first round last year? I, I, I have a feeling Pittsburgh is just going to have a disappointing season. They're either going to miss the playoffs or be like an eighth seed again. And to me, that's a flop because if the Pittsburgh Penguins wound up with a top three seed in the Eastern Conference, that's not a surprise. That is living up to expectations. They have like two or three of the best players in hockey, man. So Pittsburgh, to me, I think is going to be another 7-8 type of seed. That's a flop to me. Some people might think the New York Islanders may drop right back down where they, where they were before, and that's a non-playoff team. I don't think so. I, I, I think they're going to keep taking baby steps forward. I, I think they've been overdue for that. They have a nice mix of players, a nice veteran goalie. Good, good overall group of players. It's about time that that team continued to progress, you know, in that Eastern Conference and maybe all the way one of these years. Don't think they're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals this year, but they might. They might get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I have a feeling they have a chance to get there. Uh, it, it, it's tough because I, I I can see Montreal breaking through and getting there. And I would not be surprised to see the Tampa Bay Lightning get there as well. There's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference, and there's a lot of bad teams in the Eastern Conference. You got Toronto, Buffalo, teams like that, that are just terrible. They're never going to make it anywhere, at least not anytime soon. New Jersey's been on the decline for, like, eternity. Philadelphia, Carolina, oh, boy. Columbus is a team that, will they ever be decent? Eh, and who really cares? Washington Capitals, I never... I, I, I just can't see them going to the Stanley Cup Finals ever. I, I don't think they'll ever get there. That, that, that's just me. They're kind of like the St. Louis Blues in the, in the, you know, they're like the Eastern Conference version of the St. Louis Blues. They're good every year, but they do nothing every year. And if they get to the second round sometimes, that's great. But that's about it. I mean, when's the last time St. Louis got anywhere in the playoffs? I mean, you know, I mean, when? It's been like a thousand years, man. It's kind of tough. So Eastern Conference... Surprise team. <clears throat> Who's going to surprise people? <coughs> I'm going to go with the Florida Mar- uh, Florida Marlins. Florida Panthers. I think they will exceed expectations. I liked the way they continued to show signs and improve last season. You could even throw an honorable mention to the Ottawa Senators. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers this year. I think they sneak up, maybe get the fifth seed. Maybe even fourth or so in that Eastern Conference. I, I could see the Florida Panthers possibly hosting a, a first-round playoff series against their fifth seed. Uh, or however it suits up. Uh, see, yeah, I can see them being maybe one of the division leaders over there in that uh, Atlantic division. I could see Tampa Bay, Montreal. Kind of, uh, yeah, actually, now now that I'm remembering all the playoffs set up, Tampa Bay and Montreal can never face each other in the Eastern Conference because it's different now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be Tampa, Montreal. I think Montreal will be first, Tampa second, Florida third. That's how I'm leaning. And then as for the wild card type teams, well... We'll see. We'll see where things go there. Uh, Metropolitan Division, New York Rangers, New York Islanders, without a doubt. And hmm, Washington, yeah, definitely. And then Pittsburgh will be that wild card going up with, um, uh, who was it? Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa or Boston, actually. Yeah, yeah, or Detroit. God, it's like a lot of good teams. Yeah, Tampa Bay, Montreal, Detroit. Yep, and then... Ottawa or Boston. There'll be teams like that going against Pittsburgh for the postseason. Western Conference, well, 
Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Jose, Montreal, Vancouver. I think Vancouver, Calgary, boy, boy, you know, it's like they're good, but they're not that good. And the Sharks, to me, are a flop. I think they're a huge flop. And last year, I can't remember if I picked them to flop. I, I hope I did. I think I picked Vancouver, though. And I'm going to stay on that. And yeah, I hate the Vancouver Canucks. Sure I do. But they keep making the playoffs every year. And what, when's, when's it going to be the year they're just going to suck and miss the playoffs? I'll go with this year. I think Vancouver is going to flop. I think it's a prize team in the uh, Eastern Conference. Oh, boy, I don't want to say it. Like a surprise team that's going to move up and make the playoffs. Uh, they did make it last year, but I think they're going to... Hmm, they, they could be dangerous. Um, they could be dangerous. They might overtake uh, somebody. Hmm, I'm having a hard time, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the Dallas Stars right now. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that either. It's, uh, I... Do not want the Dallas Stars to do anything at all. I can't stand them. <laughs> Used to love them, obviously, for you know reasons that a lot of you probably have a pretty good idea. But uh, I think Dallas is going to emerge this year. Colorado. Um, mm, yeah, uh, Vancouver is the flop. Colorado will miss the playoffs, in my opinion, but they're going to be in the mix to the bitter end, boy. And maybe Nashville is the flop, actually. Nashville, Vancouver. I mean, it could be any of those teams. I can see Winnipeg making it again. Chicago might end up being the team that moves down here, and I hope they are. I think the Minnesota Wild finish at least in the top three in the in the Central Division this year. So finally, they're going to be in the division leaders bracket this time. The Minnesota Wild will get it. Uh, which one moves down? Is it St. Louis? Is it Winnipeg? Well, yeah, Winnipeg was in it last year. I, I can't or no, Nashville was in it last year. Excuse me, and then Winnipeg and Minnesota both got in. Huh, got it like that. And then, uh, amazingly, Vancouver and Calgary were division leaders in that Pacific division. But you still got freaking Anaheim. And they're going to at least get to the Western Conference Finals. Yep, Anaheim will make the Western Conference Finals. Um, who did I have in the East? I'm going to go with... Yeah, I never actually said it. In the Eastern Conference, I have my, uh, I will have, I think, the Montreal Canadiens and the... I'm going to have Montreal Canadiens versus, uh, I guess, the New York Rangers because we have to set it up a certain way. Or no, New York Islanders. Montreal versus the Islanders in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Yep, Montreal versus New York Islanders with <laughs> the New York Islanders making a amazing, <laughs> amazing underdogish type run into the Stanley Cup Finals. Because Montreal, I don't know if they're ever going back to the finals. They always seem to choke somewhere along the line, and I think they'll choke to the New York Islanders. I think the Islanders are going to make a nice surprise run to the finals. I think the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, again, will be by far the best team in that Pacific Division. I think the LA Kings are probably going to be in the mix, which we'll see. Uh, It was nice that they didn't make it last year, because it seems like whenever they do make it, it's like, watch the frick out. They might go all the way to the finals. Hmm. Ah... Oh boy, I'm going to go with, I, I have a feeling, I, I just have a feeling right now that the Minnesota Wild are going to move forward, believe it or not. And yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a gut feeling. I, I, I like what they're doing right now. I think they will surpass the Chicago Blackhawks this year. And yes, there's a lot going on with Patrick Kane and that whole, there was that rape allegation. It looks like that's more of a trumped-up bunko charge, as like the Dan Barreros and Common Man of the world would say. Just a bunch of BS. But they lost 
<laughs> they lost Brandon Saad via the trade. They couldn't sign him to a, a free agent contract, kind of like the Oklahoma City Thunder couldn't keep James Harden. You know, maybe, you know, that's in the NBA, of course, for those that may or may not pay attention to that. Their third best player who went on to be really good elsewhere. Uh, and luckily for the Chicago Blackhawks, Brandon Saad went off to the... <clears throat> They went off to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They also lost Patrick Sharp and others. Uh, I, I think the Blackhawks moved down this year. They're, I hope they do. I mean, they've been through a lot over there, haven't they? It's been a, a lot of nonsense in Chicago. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, Patrick Sharp was traded to the Dallas Stars. See, that's another reason I think the Stars are going to move up. And I knew there were more reasons than just that. Boy, oh boy. Whew, whew. And they acquired some other guys, Yam Coughlin, you know, guys like that. Mm, it's just, it's a mess. Chicago, they're not going to go up this year. They're going to go down a little bit. And it's not because, it's not just because I hate them. It's just a fact. Patrick Kane had a little distraction this year. I don't think that's going to affect his play, but it might affect the team a little bit. Uh, they did keep Brent Seabrook to an eight-year contract extension, so that's quite important for anybody out there that gives a rat's about the Chicago Blackhawks. So he's staying. So a lot of the main huge names are there. Duncan Keith, obviously, is the best defenseman pretty much in the league. Patrick Kane is about the best scorer you're going to find, just about. And then Mr. Uh, Jonathan Taves is about as good as it gets as a, a leader, and he's clutch and all that, and led the Blackhawks to a Stanley Cup championship. They they just roll or they just roared to that Stanley Cup, and Stephen Stamkos, Stamkos of Tampa Bay just just stopped playing, and it was so freaking frustrating because I really like Tampa Bay, and I really hate Chicago, and I'd love to see the Tampa Bay Lightning go to the finals this year and win it if if the Wild aren't there, to be quite honest. (laughs) I'd love to see it happen, but, oh, man, I I was devastated when Tampa Bay just kind of did not show up to play in that finals, and the Blackhawks whooped some butt, and it seemed like everybody kind of rolled over to the Blackhawks this year, like they were the New York Yankees or something. Just, oh, man, alive. Just a, it was a bad month of July for the uh, Blackhawks, though, to be quite honest. Just a lot going on. Kimo Timonen, that guy's kind of old. He retired. He's done. That's another name from the Blackhawks that was there last year. He got his Stanley Cup, so congrats to him. Hmm, Andrew Desjarns, that's not bad, actually. So, yep, he, <laughs> yep, he was signed as a free agent to a two-year ditty. He came from the San Jose Sharks. Fairly decent. Nothing special, though. More 17 type of point type of guy. More defensive-minded defenseman. But uh, overall, Blackhawks, I think, are on the downtrend slightly this year. They'll be back, though. Don't don't get me wrong. And I'm spending a lot of time talking about the Blackhawks. But do you blame me? <laughs> of course I'm going to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. They're kind of important, unfortunately. You know, it's just kind of is what it is. And the guy they got from Dallas... For Patrick Sharp was 30 years old and had 25 points last year, so he's more of a third line, fourth line type of winger. I'd say third line type of a winger. Yeah, you could even say fourth. Hasn't really accomplished a whole lot. That's not the only guy they got. They got draft picks and such, so don't get me wrong. They got a lot of people. Uh, Trevor Daly, Stephen Johns, and, and others. Hmm. Well, Stephen Johns is a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> a lot better. So he's 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 the big name out of that group. So that's the one thing they did get a defenseman to help replace uh, others out there to help replace some of the uh, the other talent on the on the Blackhawks. So that's the bad news. <laughs> I still think they moved down though. I mean, Brandon Saad's a significant loss. To be honest, I have the Blackhawks finishing all of the Blackhawks finishing third in the division this year. Wild second. 
St. Louis will probably win the regular season, and we'll see from there. Winnipeg will get in the postseason. That would leave Nashville. Okay, what am I talking about? Chicago. No, I, I have Dallas actually making the playoffs. I have Dallas making it over either Winnipeg or Chicago this year. And um, St. Louis will kind of be hanging in there somewhere. So that's where I'm going to leave that. Western Conference Finals, I have the Wild playing Anaheim in the West Finals. Unfortunately, though, I have the Anaheim Ducks winning. I, I don't really... I, I'll believe it when I see it. It seems like every time the Wild play Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks win in a close one. Like 2-1, to 3-2, to 1-0, to 2-0. To nothing. Those type of low-scoring, frustrating, call dang it, we lost type of games. We were in it the whole way, but we weren't in it. You know, we just, just didn't win the game. Anaheim wins every freaking time, so the Ducks will win that series. And they will play the New York Islanders. And the Anaheim Mighty Ducks will win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I always pick teams that I hate, and sometimes I'm right, like Detroit and stuff like that. I, I hate picking those teams, but the Anaheim Ducks are going to win the Stanley Cup this year, in my opinion. They have a lot, too much talent from top to bottom. Forwards, defensemen, all, all the stars that they got. They have way too many stars, and they're, they're, they're due for a Stanley Cup, unfortunately. I can't stand them, but right now I think they're the best team in the NHL right now coming into this season. With the Chicago Blackhawks dropping off, I think that Ducks team is the best team. You got Perry, you got Getzlav, Lindholm. Oh, man, they got all these the good goalies. Even Hudobin's a backup. Well, that's funny. Good Hoban. <laughs> Well, they won't not. They won't not want that. <laughs> Cogliano, man, 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 Fowler, hmm. <laughs> Clayton Stoner too. Yep, Clayton Stoner, very, very valuable guy. And Ryan Ketzloff is in his prime, thirty-ish. Yep. So, mm-mm. I think the uh, Anaheim Ducks win the Stanley Cup. Wild get to the West Finals against the Ducks again, but I think the Wild eventually are going to go to the Stanley Cup and win it. I do, because I do think one of the young guys is going to emerge. Like, I'm leaning towards Charlie Coyle right now. I, I have a feeling if I'm to pick one guy on the Minnesota Wild roster this year, besides Matt Dumba, by the way, who's going to really step up and make this team better, it's Charlie Coyle uh, out of the current current roster. After that, hopefully, it's a, it's one of the next wave of prospects, like Justin Tuck and such, and the, and the player we got this year. So... It's going to be one of those guys, and obviously I, I think Charlie Coyle is going to take that significant step forward this year and have a 50- or 60-point season. I think I think Charlie Coyle is going to possibly, uh, yeah, possibly move into that number one line spot over Jason Pominville. That, that could very well happen in the right wing position. So we'll see. I'm hoping that happens for uh, Charlie Coyle's sake, and maybe Pominville will continue to be a valuable guy. But Coyle's uh, physical defensive ability will overtake uh, Jason Pominville, Jason Pominville scoring more one-sided value in, in that situation. So It'll be really, really cool, interesting to watch. Just got a good vibe about Charlie Coyle. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I hope I'm not. <laughs> so there it is. The Wild will finish with over 100 points this year. I think they finish second or first in the uh, Central Division and get to the Western Conference Finals to play the Anaheim Ducks, who will eventually win the Stanley Cup over the New York Islanders. Two teams that I like a lot, the Wild and the Isles. Unfortunately, will both come up empty this season, but we'll both take gigantic steps forward, and maybe they'll be in the finals together someday. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> will Edmonton ever emerge and be a surprise team? Probably not. And that sucks. So, there it is. <laughs> sucks for their sake, anyway. Other than that, guys guys and gals and hockey fans and others 
I can't wait, man. I can't wait, and we'll see how things start off this season. When you have a starting goaltender like Devin Dubnik taking over this team, I think this team can win a division championship this year. And I think the Minnesota Wild can win, can win the division, but I'm not going to guarantee it. It's going to be second or first, and a you know anywhere from two to three type of seed in the Western Conference and and West Finals we go, and then hope for the best. Maybe we do beat Anaheim. But that's who I do think will will definitely be in the West Finals waiting for us if we do get there. With that, I guess that's a preview, guys. That's a preview. It's time to drop the puck. (laughs) It's time to drop the puck and let's play hockey. 